Hello, Black Healing Matters family. This is Danielle here at the Black Healing Matters podcast, where we offer you ideas to hopefully move you one step closer to your healing. And I'm so excited. It is yet another Thursday. And you know what that means. It is an interview day. That's right. We have an interview today on doing the right things Thursday. And this time it is not an original interview, uh, but I decided to play this interview uh, with KRS-One and because uh, if you're familiar with the rapper uh, KRS-One, uh, he is someone I really admire for the fact that he is not just an artist, but he is truly um, a visionary uh, and he has, uh, I guess he's the, the quintessence of what you call woke. <laughs> I don't use that term too often to describe too many people, but um, he has definitely ascended to a very high level of consciousness and is able to articulate that beautifully for the rest of us mere mortals. And so on this um, this episode uh, with of Know Thy History, no, I'm sorry, not Know Thy History, my goodness, today <laughs> is Doing the Right Things Thursdays. We are going to listen to an interview with KRS-One as he talks about, uh, in response to the, the question, what is the responsibility of the artist for the people to whom they speak or to peop- the people to whom they share their art? Um, and it goes actually a little farther, uh, not just to artists and musicians, but also to every quote unquote woke person. What is our responsibility? to our collective community as a whole. I love this interview a lot. It is about 15 minutes, so sit tight and enjoy. Let me know what you think about it. Send me a comment, a call in, an email, blackhealingmatters at gmail.com. As always, Black Healing Matters family, stay blessed, stay tuned. Black Healing Matters. A lot of people that feel as if the media music has a very large part in what we're seeing today with our society and especially our youth. Yes. It's an interesting point you made about um, does the music have, uh, did music or artists, media on on the side as well, have any responsibility to to what was being broadcast over, say, the last 20 years? The argument was no. Most people said no, artists don't have respons- um, uh, don't have the responsibility. The, the responsibility is left to the institutions. The taxpayers pay. Uh, the institutions have failed, so now you want to put it on the artists, or the problems have fallen onto the artists um, uh, by default. Yes, I understand that argument. I was also part of that argument as well. I was part of that argument, but my take on it was more to the st- <clears throat> to the point that. It takes a special individual to speak up on behalf of a community. All artists are not leaders. There was one time that hip hop had a forum mm-hmm. about the music mm-hmm. and was wondering if it actually was the cause of this. Mm-hmm. And we got a unanimous no. Mm-hmm. I don't think you were involved in that. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like we have an identity crisis due to what we continue to feed our ideas. Mm. Just because you rhyme a conscious record don't mean you're a conscious person. And so you, and likewise, just because you thug it on the corner doesn't mean you don't love Christ or whatever. You don't love God. 
or you don't strive for peace or joy or knowledge yourself just because I came out the strip club doesn't mean I'm not on my way to the library. So you can't really judge a book by its cover. A tree is known by its fruit. So if in fact you are not that kind of person, I would say you're exempt from that, from that responsibility because you can get yourself hurt. Um, uh, literally, whether it be your career, your physical life, your mind state, your reputation, whatever it is, if these things matter to you, then speaking truth to power on behalf of the people, you just can't go there. You can't, it's not your place. So I say, no, it's not the responsibility of the average artist. The average dude, just get your money, sing your record, try to be popular. Do whatever you could do. But some of us are awake and we know what it means to stand in front of people that admire you. Raise your arm one way, they're raising their arm the same way. Say this and they say it. Say that and they say, wear this, drink this, eat this, sound like this. And you have whole communities mimicking what it is you are. I think there's some responsibility to that. Uh, I think MCs should be licensed to speak. Uh, the same way that you have martial artists, everybody could practice Kung Fu, no doubt. But when you say you are a professional martial artist, your hands get registered with the local precinct. Because now you, you, you're real about what you're doing and you can actually kill a person doing what you did, put some restraint on you, and it also protects you because if you ever have to go there, the police already knew who you was and your hands were registered. Same thing should be with MCs. Your words can kill people. This is, this is what people do not understand. Starting with the MC, his or herself, onto whoever they're speaking to. Your words can kill. So you should be licensed to speak before mass groups of people and not licensed like censorship. Just, here's three places. This is what it means to be hip hop. This is what it means to be a musician in America. This is what it means to be a musician in America. You get a tax break. You follow these guidelines, you're gonna give you this tax break, your kids go to school for free. Some old craziness, like if you say, look, I'm gonna register my, I'm gonna seek the license. So there's gonna be some restriction on me, no doubt. But within that restriction, I get empowered because there's a government that recognizes the power of my voice. So this also goes in two different directions. You got me thinking about something crazy. I need to get off of this right now, but <laughs> this because in actuality, your question is deep in terms of the responsibility of the person in front of a crowd. And it's a debate because again, everyone doesn't have the mind even to uh, take that responsibility seriously. Doesn't mean they're a bad person, it just means you're not there. But to the ones who are, and this is where I wanna put an emphasis, those who are aware are the ones who are not doing anything, which is why the world is the way it is. Too many people that have knowledge are using their knowledge for themselves. And, right, and look at this, rightfully so. 
You spent a hundred grand on your education. Why do you have to share that with anybody? You, you stayed up late. Everybody was at the party chilling. You was in a book. 20 years later, you're sitting on top. Everybody else that was partying is now struggling. Because we see this in history. It goes over and over and over and over and over. This is history. The one who stays home and studies and fills that head with knowledge and sees a whole new world gets that world. The other people who say, nah, 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 bam, bam, you stay on the wayside. Now I'm sitting up top and you're saying I should come out of my paradise to mess with you when we both had the same opportunities. This is, this is a conservative thought, but this is where all the great black thinkers are. They, they, they railed in the 90s. Everybody railed. Yo, this is crazy. Bush is bugging. The system's going to collapse. Oh, they told Dr. Cornell West, get out of here. You're, you're, who are you? They threw him out of Harvard. Okay, get out of here. Cornell wrote books, said so much about the state of, of black America, but also America in general. They didn't want to hear him. They didn't want to hear him. Tavis Smiley, he got fired from BET. That's why he's, he's now the rogue journalist that he is and doing very well. But look at, look at, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. So with that, if the people who have knowledge keep it to themselves, live in their mansions, chilling, and they're protected by the universe, it's right. They're right. But to solve the problems that we're discussing, those who are comfortable in their knowledge and in their life are going to have to get uncomfortable for the rest of the world to live. And this is the hardest piece right here. Nobody wants, nobody, thank you, no, nobody wants to give up their comfort zone. A, a last example here, just us right here, okay, right now. Kelton's my man, okay, been working with him for years, okay. He calls me up, yo, I need you down here in Virginia. Now, keep in mind, I think when we got this call, I was in France. I was in, um, I don't know where I was, uh, some place called Savigny uh, uh, Le Temple in, uh, in France somewhere, about 20 miles outside of Paris. So I'm chilling. I'm out there finishing up an album. I'm enjoying France. Got my Italian buddies over here. I'm like, yeah. But every time we open the paper, Ferguson, somebody choked, another New York, somebody else over here, somebody else, and all about all that was matter of fact, while while Baltimore was burning, I was in Paris, okay, rocking six thousand French people. They was like, yo, we was getting it in. Leave the stage, turn on the BBC. My people dead in the street. Now. There's a bunch of Americans in France. Black Americans doing very well in France. Uh, you know, all, all of them, everybody there. Other rappers, sports figures, everybody there. But which one of us felt like we should come home? And, and this is the example right here. It's that I worked and earned my place. There's no reason for me to come back here. There's no reason. I'm a man, a father. Three children, my wife, I know, I, they're chilling. That's it. Why, why do I have to now come back here? Well, here's why. Because if you are conscious 
if you are awake, if you know that there is really no you, you are really a subject of your people. You are a principle of your people. You are an asset of your people. If you hide yourself, your people perish. So come out of your place. Like here, I mean, I love coming to Virginia though, on another level, but y'all get snow. I can't deal with that. That's not my place of comfort, snow. My voice gets raspy. I can't do the shows I want to do. I'm getting tight, my muscles, ah! That's why I live in California, okay? I like the heat. I want tropical weather. This year, I'm not gonna have it. Why? Because there's too much craziness going on right now. There's too much. It's now reached a certain level. And then with world politics, African Americans have a really good shot right now. If, in fact, we are made aware. So it's not just me coming out of my place of comfort, which for me is California or Europe or Africa in that order. Uh, South Africa, Ethiopia is off the chain. She go to Ethiopia. No, you're not coming back here. At least your mind is not. You know, Ethiopia is South Africa. People are rising up there. You, you land in South Africa. You feel the energy like, yo, these people want action here. They're sick of the nonsense here. They're not passive in South Africa. Not at all. France, that's all on the TV. Why was I finishing my album in France? Because that's the ghetto. That's the hood. The whole of Paris. They sell us here. Paris is a white tablecloth with a wine glass or something. It's a piece of fish or something. That's not Paris at all. Par the whole of Paris is like Brooklyn, like in the 80s. The whole of Paris. Not the whole of France. France still got Marseille, Lyon, Nice. You still got these little resorts you can go to and chill where the rich people are at. Okay, that's what it is. But the city, Paris? You talk about real hood life, that's, they living it out right there because, and why? All businesses are paying up to 60% taxes. 60, 60% taxes. Every dollar you make, 60 cent of it goes to the government. Every business is enslaved to the French government. Every French business. This is why the country's the way it is. But African Americans, as a government, can step to the French people and say, yo, we got jobs for you. We can help you. We can do it. And, what, and how do we help? First of all, well, I'm not going to get into that, but it was, um, it was Socrates' theory of the social contract, the social contract theory, where you get craftspeople together, and you build my house, I cook your food. We both cook, he does security. Uh, but he's going to build his house, and I'm going to cook his food. He's going to secure us all. Then somebody else got medicine. Well, he don't build a house, he don't cook food, he don't do security, but he got medicine. So we use his medicine, he heals us, we give him security, house, and food. This is what, right, right. But, but there's no one anymore. There's no unity anymore. There's nothing united. So there's a long answer to the media question. Hey, for more of the Vadio Show, log on to thevadioshow.com. And while you're at it, subscribe to our YouTube at the Vadio Show.